2: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Good day to you, November 7th. Wow, really? We're down to the last 55 days or so? Like, whoa. That's a little bit too close, if you know what I'm saying, to the end of the year. Hopefully you've done good things like fund your 401k. Um, Always a good idea. And it's been a good year. It's been a good five and a half, almost six years. Um, so you can't really sit there and say it's a, not a great market. I won't let you do that. It's a great market. And uh, it crushes me that some people talk themselves out of a great market. A lot of cash still on the sidelines, weirdly. Uh, with that said, you know, don't get too excited. Don't get too Emotional, that's some of the basic tenets of being a good investor, is you keep everything kind of nice and cool, so to speak. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. It was a setup day on the equity markets yesterday. It got a bounce from its favorite safety net of monetary policy support, the ECB President Mario Draghi. Sounds like someone Rocky probably would have beat up in, like, Rocky 7 when he goes up against the Italian monster, Mario Draghi. Timely preparations are underway to introduce additional easy measures if necessary, so says Mario Draghi. And the Wall Street goes, raw, yay! There's also some better than expected initial claims and productivity data yesterday underpin the market. The S&P 500 has risen 11.6% since its October 15 low. For some perspective, the average annual price return since 1929 has been 7.2%, yet this market has moved nearly 12% in a little over three weeks. It's booming. That makes me a little bit nervous. Um, It's a market where basically everyone's making money. Sentiment scales, it seems, are weighted once again in favor of of complacency. On a related note, the American Association of Individual Investors, the AAII, their sentiment survey showed bullish sentiment at a 52.7% rating versus a long-term average of 38.9. That's a bit negative. I know you're saying people being bullish is negative. It is because the happier you are, the faster you fall when things don't go well. And it's like, hey, I'm making money. Joe, how about you? Did you make money in Facebook? Why don't we go buy some more of that that stock there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's good. Is you good? Yeah, I'm good. How's your wife? My wife's good? Yeah. So it kind of becomes a problem when people are too happy. We need a Xanax. We need a Xanax stat. So sentiment's called a contrarian indicator. So it isn't a stretch to suggest the stock market might be primed for a pullback. The main piece of news. It is digestion day. Is the October employment report, ladies and gentlemen? I give you 5.8 percent unemployment. Not too shabby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Non-farm payrolls increased 214 thousand. September non-farm payrolls revised to 256 thousand, 248 thousand. I'm going to bore you if I keep this up. Private sector payrolls increased 209 thousand. The U6 unemployment rate which you thought U6 meant under six years old. It accounts for the total unemployed plus persons marginally attached to the labor force, and the underemployed was 11.5% versus 11.8%. Persons unemployed for 27 weeks or more accounted for 32% of the unemployed versus 31, okay. Persons unemployed for 27 weeks or more. Let's stop and think about that one. That's a long time. How long is it? Well, it's six plus months. That's a long time. That eats away a lot of savings and makes a poor person really poor. It makes a guy who's barely getting by poor. It makes a guy who had, you know, a little bit of a nest egg, a little bit of, you know, a pouch on his stomach skinnier. Average work week was 34.6 hours. Woo-hoo! Um, that's good because as you start getting closer to 40, that's when you hire people. Labor force participation. Nah, you don't care. The initial impression of the report is that it had more of the same quality to it, minimal wage gains, payroll growth that's decent, yet not as strong as the initial claims readings that suggested it the previous day. Companies are basically pretty content with their workforce, but they're not adding people. October nonetheless provided an upbeat indication, which is nice. We got that going for us, like internal peace. Dalai Lama gave me eternal peace. That's nice. It's certainly worth noting that the Fed Chair Janet Yellen, uh, who looks a little bit like a pastry, is speaking at 10.15 Eastern Time this morning, so she's getting ready to speak right about now on policy on the onset of the financial crisis. She'll be delivering her speech at the International Symposium of the Banque de France. How does that sound like... Ooh, wee. I need to go to sleep. That's going to do it. It's going to do it pretty well, in my opinion. So, some headlines out there today. Unemployment's um, a good one. Home Depot hackers exposed 53 million email addresses. Great. That's all I have to say about that. Um, <laughs> Home Depot problems is going to be sending you an email soon saying you've been hacked. Um, an Alaska storm could spread chill across the United States. Here we go again. Big cold winter, people shut down, the economy slows down a bit. Explosive storms pass in intensity of 2012. Superstorm Sandy is expected to reach Alaska's weather Aleutian Islands over the weekend. And it's going to bring frigid temperatures to the U.S. next week. Great. I like to winter camp, but I don't like to winter camp when a storm's coming. Because I'm going to be that guy who gets stuck in 14 inches of snow with three other dudes, and they're going to look at me and they're going to go, you look tasty. So, a little on the puffy side sometimes, you know? Um, taking a look at the market numbers, um, I don't think that's even important today. I think just saying, you know, the amazing movement we've had in a very short period of time, the S P and has risen 11.6% since October 15. It ha- that's stunning. We're having a great year. We were having kind of a flat year. Now we're having kind of a great year. So, don't get too caught up in it, too caught up, because remember how fast it went down? Like, ooh, could be a correction. Now it's like, hmm, where are we going to go from here? Let's see, um, some news out there today. There's not a lot. This is kind of interesting. China gold buying means price floor to standard of gold. Cheapest gold in four years has proven irresistible for shoppers in China and India. There's jewelry demand and then there's currency demand. Um, it's been a pretty rough ride for gold, but today it's showing a little bit of strength at 1154. 1154. I wouldn't own gold if you were to give me money to own gold. I find gold to gold to be vile and, and just the people that have gold commercials kind of disappoint me as human beings. Uh, The world's worst economic fears could come true Now is the time to own gold Um, Stock market's up 270% In the last five and a half years While you've been running these gold commercials You've just hurt a lot of people You're selling them a rock that needs to be physically stored Which is great, wonderful And in a worst case economic scenario Where there is a collapse What's gold going to get you? Not much is the right answer Is it great during an inflationary time? Yeah, but so is oil So is a barrel of wheat so are pig bellies. So any hard commodity is great during you know, high levels of inflation. I don't buy an old gold bit, and I, I hope you don't either. High cost to buy it, high cost to sell it, high cost to store it, and it ain't going to do you a bit of good in a worst-case scenario. I'm Rob Black.
1: and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Star Wars episode 7 is going to be called The Force Awakens. We now have a name for it. Mark Hamill's the bad guy. Mark camels the bad guy. Thank you for that spoiler, Chewy. Disney announced Toy Story 4 coming in June 2007. Pixar's been struggling. They've got a movie coming out that's something about a dinosaur. Disney's been rocking it with Frozen and now this Big Hero 6 thing. Toy Story 3 has made more than $1 billion worldwide. The whole franchise over $2 billion. So let's go back to the old well. Pull out Toy Story 4. Toy Story Five, soon to come. More toys to be sold as of Disney's just manufacturing machine of, of profits. Disney's one of my favorite companies because my first two stories are the Force Awakens, Star Wars. Do you know how many kids are gonna be running around with blasters and lightsabers and I wanna I wanna be I wanna be Chewbacca for Halloween? <laughs> A friend of mine, um she was uh model. She once said she dated a guy who was Chewbacca, <laughs> but I just think it was a hairy guy from New Jersey. I don't think it was really Chewbacca. It was you, Chewbacca? You dated a bikini model? Props to you. So Bob Iger announced Toy Story 4 is going to be released June 2017 during the company's fourth quarter earnings um, call on Thursday. And again, you know, they just are set. They own Marvel, and Marvel's coming out, I think... With two to three movies a year, it's like they're starting to cramp them in because they're, you know, like I said, profit manufacturing machines. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Um, I like stocks that pay dividends. In the end, they pay you in good times, and they usually pay you in bad times. That's what you're kind of looking for: is a history of paying you. Um, you want to see a, you know, what's their buyback yield? What's their shareholder yield? Um, and then ultimately the dividend yield. You know, how much cash are they go- doing to buy back shares? How much are they putting into increasing their dividend? It's a quantitative way of looking at money or looking at stocks. A shareholder yield of 20 plus percent, you know, I think is great, but it could be a one-time inflated event. So, and you could say we can't necessarily extrapolate that in the future, so you have to kind of go, well, let's kind of like calm this down a little bit. There's companies like um, Six Flags that does a massive buyback and, you know, dividend yield of 5.2%. Um, ADT Security um, yields 2.2% on the low end of, you know, what you're looking for. You know, you're looking for somewhere between 2 and 4% in dividend yields uh, because they're sustainable or they can potentially be sustainable. Uh, there's other names like Macy's and Kohl's. You know, Macy's has a fundamental problem with their business model. But they're better than JCPenney's and they're better than Sears. Now, don't put that on a bumper sticker, but it's true. Anyway, jobs report very, very solid, but plotting improvement. October, U.S. payrolls grow at. Uh, um, U.S. payrolls grow as jobless hits six year low. And again, I, I think it's going to be interesting to watch the next two years. If the economy continues to improve, the Republicans are going to say, see, see, you put us in the Senate. You put us in the House of Representatives. See? See? Look what we did. That's not even funny. I know. Um, With that said, it's politics, right? So it's going to be really, really tough to get a Republican into presidential office in 2016 just because of the states that have voted the way they have Um, in the last two elections. If they stay the same, it's just very, very difficult. There's a couple swing states, but very, very few. Mathematically, it's going to be very tough to do.
1: I appreciate that.
2: The not-so-happy IPO birthday for Twitter. Um, Twitter's been kind of one of those, hey, we're not Facebook, <laughs> it kind of feels right. Um, taking a look at the stock of Twitter, TWTR. Oh, I got a tweet. Look at that. He can tweet me, by the way, at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. Um, You know, a year ago, you're talking about Twitter at roughly $43. Now, a year later, you're talking about Twitter at roughly $39. Their management gets a lot of heat, and I don't really know Twitter terribly well. Um, But With that being said, they've struggled with profitability and revenue gains throughout the past year. The company hit its 52-week high of $74, almost $75 on December 26, and it's low of $29 on May 7th. Um, they're certainly closer to the low end versus the high end. Their CEO used to be a stand up comedian. And pretty much so, everyone in financial media wants him to step down. And that's kind of unfair. Um, because, financial media, let's face it, I've got a big microphone. You know what they say about guys with big microphones. We could yell a lot. We could say, Costello, you need to step aside. You need to demonetize and I've never even been in Twitter's building. <laughs> like, I don't know a thing about their actual business, about their secretaries. I don't know anything about their engineering staff, and yet I could go, CEO has to go, gotta go, gotta go. You know, like, let's put them on the execution line, bang. Oh, I did that a little too fast. Um, but yeah, I, I think some people are starting to question management there. And I think that's fair to say. Now, one of the other areas that I, I like to, you know, slip and slide in, is, I'm not a big fan of, um, not a big fan of Sue Orman, I think everyone kind of knows that, I, f- yes, that's right, um, there was an article that said, what financial expert Sue Orman keeps in her wallet, and first and foremost, you're Susan or Sue, Suze? Come on, that's pretty bad. She's got this eternal permatan that's not only upsetting, it's disconcerting. It makes small children cry. Um, but someone decided, let's, let's you know, ask the financial expert, Suze Orman, what's in her wallet? And here's what my response to that was. No, no, bef- no, no, no. Before we even go there, the financial expert. No, 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 Mr. De Niro, please. So financial expert Suze Orman, this is my response. Let's see, we lost it. The moment's gone. I don't like Suze Orman. One year I was sitting at home on Christmas and I was watching her talk to a bunch of South African uh, people and talk about how money is empowering for women. And I'm like, that's the wrong message for that community. So, anytime I hear the words financial expert in front of Suze Orman, this is what what goes through my mind. So, I laugh along with Mr. De Niro. (laughs) Financial expert. Oh, I just hurt my rib. Oh, good God, I just hurt my rib. Oh, I think I pulled something. (laughs) Financial expert? She's one of the worst there is. In 2000, when the market's crash and she goes, buy the NASDAQ, it always goes higher. It just does. There's a great book out there that's called Bull, S-H, exclamation point T. And uh, basically it pulls quotes from her and like, how bad she is. She's basically selling a, a credit repair kit for $59 that you can get free online at Google by Googling how to improve my credit. Long story short, she makes me laugh. Anything but a financial expert. Maybe a financial talking head, but that's about all she is. We all die. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I want to get you to retirement any way that I can. I want millennials to realize they're different from Generation X, to realize they're different from baby boomers. This is not a one-size-fits-all. Generation Y, also known as the millennials, is likely to explore online and social media platforms. They're very tech-savvy, and I think they should take advantage of that. A lot of people in that age range haven't had their first job for too long. They've got student debt, and they have an economy which is, if you're not an engineer, I mean, math and science are the well-paid degrees at this point in time. I know some poetry majors get by, but not many poetry majors get by on that degree and practicing poetry in the markets. Um, There's a lot of free online advice. There's a lot of investment apps out there. Um, there's a company, there's an app out there called Acorns. It works in a really stupid and banal and mind-numbing way, but it's great. Your spare change from your link credit and debit card purchases is rounded up to the nearest dollar and invested in six different mutual funds on your risk tolerance. It's a start. So when you go to the, uh, the store to pick up a six-pack of beer and it's you know, thirteen twenty five. Or thirteen fifty one. It'll add forty nine cents to your savings account. And just call it fourteen. Um, there's a lot of good, you know, certified planner, uh, certified financial planner, board of students out there. Um, so realize that uh, when you're young, you've got time on your side, and that's the most powerful thing on Wall Street. Money doubles every seven point two years. So the difference between retiring with four hundred thousand dollars, which is a number I see a lot of people retire at. If you started 10 years earlier, that would be a million dollars, roughly. That's a big difference. So if you retire with a million dollars and you started 10 years earlier, that would be two million dollars. That's a huge difference. Time is the the friend of the millennials. You got to sock away as much as you can. You can't stop until you have 10 to 20 times your income. And, you know, that's just a fact check, so to speak. Hey, I've got some tickets to give away for the Chicago the Musical coming up on November 11th. Yes, it starts November 7th. And who doesn't love Broadway musicals, right? Like, here's Chicago. It's a positive. We love this song. Every time we see Chicago, no, 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 no. Go with it. Keep it. See, that's the joke, Brandon, that I don't know Broadway musicals. (laughs) See, my my producers corrected me on the fly. Okay, let's start again. Let's start with, hey, we got some tickets to give away. This when th- who doesn't love this song from Chicago when Mammy comes out and sings this it just breaks your heart right November eleventh we're giving away the tickets um, that's coming up um, next Tuesday so it's at the Orpheum beautiful place catch Caltrain grab a lift um, highly recommend it but let's listen to the, the music from Chicago let's go through a couple of these because uh, who doesn't love Broadway music right. So all you have to do is call the show, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. And be prepared to say something nice about me. You get the tickets if you say one thing nice about me. This, obviously, is at the end of Chicago. And this is fantastic. Because it's the trampy cat. And throughout the whole thing of Chicago, there's gangsters chasing the cats. And this is the cat that, like, gets the ninth live. And there's tubby cat. And there's, like... Um, fat cat and there's like skinny cat and there's like emaciated cat but this one's the trampy cat and she sings I mean come on when she goes all alone in the
0: moonlight I can smile at the old days I was beautiful then
2: so the tramp cat gets the ninth life and you think like the Mr. Mixel Fix cute cat's going to get it, or the gangster cat's going to get it. No, no, no. The tramp gets the extra life. She gets the second chance, so to speak. Okay, do we have any more from Chicago? I'm not trying to spoil it for you. Oh, yes, yes. This is when um, Manny um, meets her dad, and her dad's like, one day you're going to be a great Broadway singer like me. And she's got this big headpiece on, and, you know, everyone in Chicago's clapping, and they're like, hey, we're gangsters, and like, hey, good job, and you're going to make it big on the Broadway show, and people are going to pay lots of money to see you in New York dance around with your tribal members. You got any other songs? Oh, and finally, finally, we got one from All That Jazz. No, 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 this is actually from Chicago. Uh, so, again, we're giving away tickets, and Brandon can pick work the phones right now. All we need is one person to say something nice about me. Tickets on Tuesday the 11th at the Orpheum. Uh, John O'Hurley, the award-winning actor best known as Jay Peterman on Seinfeld and from Dancing with the Stars, has returned to the stage in Chicago with melody Billy Flynn. Murder, greed, cats, corruption, violence, exploitation, and adultery. <laughs> adultery. Treachery. Razzle-dazzle decadence of the 1920s. Roxy. Roxy! I'm gonna be a star! Dance club, nightclub dancer, and she's got pom-poms, and she's a cheerleader, and... Time Magazine calls it a triumph. Newsweek raves smashing. Entertainment Weekly sums it up by saying it's Broadway's most electrifying show. Do we have a winner? Is anyone willing to go on air to say one nice thing about me? Anyone? Pairing tickets to see Chicago's musical? Anyone? No? No winners? Okay. I'll go back to what I do best and talk about money. No more Broadway shows for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air if you want to call and uh, win those tickets. All you got to do is say one nice thing about me on air. Just one single solitary nice thing. I need that that ego boost right now. Sears is considering forming into a REIT because it's got a lot of real estate. Not a bad idea because their merchandise isn't going to be the winning formula. So they've got these big buildings that they could like say, hey, come put a server farm in it, or hey, hippies, come live here, or hey, um, we could put a, a doctor's office in here. They've got real estate that they could try to like figure out ways of playing it. Ford is uh, shifting their focus. Ford shuffled its executive team, announcing its European Division's Chief Stephen O'Dell will swap positions with the global marketing head Jim Farraroy. Um What else is there out there today? Law enforcers across the United States seized a lot of um, websites that are selling drugs, guns, and even the services of contract killers and arrested some of the operators. Can you believe that? You can get on the Internet and pay someone to kill someone? Wow. Um, what else is out there today? Oil drillers are starting to cut exploration plans in large part oil drillers from Texas to North Dakota are scaling back um that's going to be you know we saw the positive jobs report today we did we did, but one of the negatives is that with the price of oil, one of the we've invested a lot of money in the infrastructure here on getting oil out of the ground you No know, was Jack Wong willing to go on air? Oh, you didn't give him the tickets, did you? He has to go on air. We need people on air. So Jack Wong says I'm prettier than Susie Orman. That's almost an insult, Jack. I'm going to come to your house and slap you with a like a white glove. We have your address. You win the tickets. Enjoy the show. Just remember the, the the Trampy Cat wins at the end, and Roxy gets run over by a reindeer. Walking home one Christmas late Christmas Eve, Chicago the Musical on November the 11th. Um, we do have a winner. We do have a winner. And um, thanks for playing the game, but I wish you would have gone on air. Uh, Mexico pulls a train contract from a China-led group. Mexico abruptly withdrew a $3.7 billion contract to build a bullet train that was awarded earlier this week to a Chinese-led consortium. Um, Other big stories out there, pay TV cord cutting is accelerating. I find that kind of exciting. And why do I do that? Um... I find that there's some things in our life that we just don't need, and one of them is 800 channels of television, 900 channels of television. And uh, yet again, and again, and again, and again, we continue to see it. For years, the notion of on-demand anywhere's television has been slowly disrupting the traditional pay TV model. I know a lot of people under 35 who have no cable, and they live fine. HBO announced it would launch a standalone streaming service in 2015 to deliver shows like Game of Thrones and Girls. That was quickly followed by CBS, which said it was offering a web-only subscription by passing cable for its shows like NCIS and for its archives like Star Trek and Twin Peaks. Spanish language broadcaster Univision is set to make its shows available through a website and app without cable. Over the past five years, online services like Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon have been gaining viewers at the expense of cable and satellite services. So we're seeing a little bit of an acceleration, a bit of a new model. Uh, we're not there yet, but announcements continue to show that we're heading in that direction. So for CBS and HBO, there's no need to deal with cable companies when they put their content out over the Internet. The you know acceleration of cord cutting is going to continue to be a story. Roughly 84% of American households subscribe to pay TV, um, but that's been slowly falling since 2010. 22% of those who move... Don't get to pay TV subscription at their new residence with 11% of those without cable or satellite package saying they can manage with digital services like Netflix. I find that to be mostly true. Big conglomerates like Comcast, which what they have are sports teams locked up. And if it weren't for sports teams, I'm, I'm done with cable. And we still don't quite have the right, you know, tinkering with that. You know, I think you'd probably get Major League Baseball package and then listen to the game on the radio so you kind of get that home team feel. But is it going to be like in a six-second delay, seven-second delay? I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. Money, investing, and more. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested in people. I was speaking with a startup company yesterday, and I was like, yeah, I'm the educator of the average people. CFP, Chad Burton's more about the manager of wealth kind of guy. And they work kind of hand in hand. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com if you have wealth and need help managing it. He's a good guy for you ultimately to know. Um, another day for the equity markets, October non-farm payrolls missed expectations, Um, But we've had a great run on Wall Street. We see Strength Day in energy, materials, utilities. Um, Weakness in consumer discretionary, consumer staples, healthcare, financials, telco services. Unemployment rate, 5.8%, pretty good. Commodities are showing some gains. Crude oil's been climbing recently. Natural gas, well, recently, after a big fall, it's trying to find a level. Um, December gold is a little bit higher on demand from India and China for jewelry. We have Christmas coming up. We have Christmas coming up. Holy mackerel, do we have Christmas coming up. What's that? 20, what is it? How many days till Christmas? Oh, good God, 48 days till Christmas. 48 days till Christmas. And that's like gold in Apple's ears. But also on top of that, Speaking of gold, then you have Chinese New Year coming up, and that's like gold in Apple's ears.
1: That's gold, sorry. Gold!
2: And then you have the price of gold falling, and people in India and China want gold jewelry. And is that a cliche? It's not, because the physical demand is huge out of India and China. It's up. That's right, Jack. So take a look at the markets today, I really don't care. I think the story, if we're looking at market numbers, is how we had a little mini correction in October, and then we roared. We roared big time. Do markets have more to run this year? I think they do. The Employment numbers are good. Um, I think it's a favorable time of the year where people are pretty optimistic. Um, Earnings season we just got out of, pretty good. The question is, we're going to start looking at, like, hey, how are those holiday numbers going? Did you know that the best day to get deals... For uh, Christmas is Thanksgiving and the Monday before Thanksgiving? Do you know why? It's not Black Friday and it's not Cyber Monday. Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving and the Monday before Thanksgiving. Do you know why? This is crazy because retailers want your money before other people get your money. So if they can get you with a deal before Black Friday or before Cyber Monday, they're thrilled. We are smack dab in the middle of the strongest three-month period of the year for Wall Street. Now there are other buying opportunities, you know, here and there for sure, but it's a it's a tradable period on the upside. Christmas creep is not just happening in retail; it's happening in investing as well. People say, you know, before the end of the year, Santa Claus rally, and before the start of the year, where you know, end of the year budgets get f- flushed out. Like in radio, we're told you've got twelve thousand dollars per year to spend on food and groceries, and then at the end of the year, we got three thousand left. We're like, we better spend it all now <laughs> because we got to do a budget flush so that we have nothing with at the end of the year. So we need that that reflux, uh, fresh, so to speak. So history's on your side right now when it comes to investing. End of the year tends to be very healthy. Now again, should you use history as a, as an investment theme? Probably not. I think that would be a, a mistake. Um, but it is worthy of note. Allergen tussle is plumping up botox is makers price. Here's a company that, you know, makes basically botulism that you pump into your body to get rid of wrinkles. We are a very vain society. I met a millennial who wanted to get reconstructive surgery on a part that most people don't see of her body. I'm like, how vain are you? Like, that's pretty vain. And it was a ten thousand and then there's the hipsters who are getting beard transplants in New York. And if you I, I was stuck in San Francisco yesterday, I told you I had a business meeting with a uh, kind of a, a developing Start company, startup company, and the amount of hipsters with beards—it's—it's—it makes me giggle. It makes me giggle because in the 1980s we had bad fashion, and we look back on it now and we're like, that's bad fashion. Um, anyway, allergens in play. Valiant Pharmaceuticals, um, hostile bid, activists is out there, so we'll see if allergen gets taken. And again, pumping botulism into your skin. To get rid of wrinkles. That's how vain of a society we live in. We are a society of fat oopalumpas. I think you can invest in the healthcare complex. If you were to make me close my eye, if you were to put a gun to my head, please don't put a gun to my head. I would probably need an adult diaper. But if you were to put a gun to my head and say, what one sector would you invest in if you could only invest in one? Would it be healthcare? Would it be retail? Would it be industrial stocks? Would it be energy stocks? Would it be technology companies? Would it be financial banks? Okay, so my final three would be tech, financial banks, and healthcare. My final two would be financials and healthcare, and my final one would be healthcare. Because as a nation, as we get older, we're consuming more and more pills. You want to hear my pill jar? It's like candy. These are my antidepressants. I eat them like candy. The French actually eat antidepressants like candy, and I, I'm a big, I've got a little French in me. I'm a little Francophile, if you know what I'm saying. A little bit of a Francophile. And um, I, too, eat the antidepressants just like they do. Anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. We are are moving towards the end of the year um, stock market. And just pay attention to that because there's trends that you'll see. Summertime tends to be the worst time or most dramatic time because the professional investors go to the beach. They take vacations. End of the year tends to be that budget flush, Christmas, back to school. There's some good things happening typically in retail. Uh, The jobs numbers, where we reported numbers at 5.8% of unemployment today, very positive for the market, because if we have a job, guess what? We spend money. And that's a good thing for the economy. If we're spending money on the economy, the economy reflects, will reflect capitalism. Like, people don't give you stuff away free. Capitalism will equal profits. Profits will equal corporate gains. Maybe some more hiring so they can meet demand with those employment gains. I like where we are. I'm not wildly bullish. But I'm on the warm side, for sure. I'm Rob Black.